Hello and welcome to Diversifying Reading with Shireen Wilkinson, a series of podcasts brought to you by Oxford University Press in association with Lit in Colour. Welcome to the podcast on Diversifying Reading. I'm absolutely delighted to welcome Daniel Fennett. Daniel is a Deputy Head Teacher and English Coordinator at St Wilfrid's Primary School in Gateshead. He's got a real passion for English and one of the favourite things for him to do is to read stories to all children of all ages. Isn't that wonderful, Daniel? Daniel is on the Lit in Colour board, which is fantastic. And before we make a start, I just want to ask a little bit about your background. So how did you get into teaching and how are you now a deputy head teacher? That's a good question. Um, My mum was a nursery nurse back in the day, so I think I've always been around teaching. And I used to often remember being sent to school as a, as a child and going into school with my mum because we had like different half terms. And I remember helping out in reception and like with the water table and, you know, <laughs> and, and yeah, I've, so I've always kind of been around education and I did a lot of things like Camp America in one of my summer holidays and oh. I did a lot of like sports coaching. So I was, I was quite sporty as a child and, and as I said, made, made like a lot of kind of student jobs, teaching children sports throughout summer camps and things. So it kind of was just a natural thing to go to teaching, really. Um, and as I said, it's crazy now to, to look back on that all those years ago, because uh, now I'm a deputy head. But I became a deputy head because the deputy head of my school left and there was a space. It was more of a natural thing than something that... Uh, just happened deliberately. But I've been an English coordinator for seven years and, and I've really, really enjoyed that role. So I'm really passionate about and really interested in. So that's been a really, really good extra thing, which I probably didn't foresee again back when I was teaching sport and, and everything like that when I was before I was a teacher. Oh, amazing. I have to say, parents and families do have a real influence, don't they? Yeah. And um, can I ask you a sort of obvious question? But, you know, yeah. were you one of the pets because your mum was the nursery nurse? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, my mum's um, yeah, always, always been involved in education. She actually used to come in and work at my school because she, she does a lot of interventions in the local authority. Um, yeah. She's retired now to look after my children and all the other grandkids and things. But um, yeah, I think I was always, always around and I always wanted to do my best at school. But I was definitely never top of the class or anything like that. I was just, I was one of those try hard kids, like always oh, one wonderful. Never, never on the attainment side. Yeah, that's nice because it's good. Sometimes you, you just, you know, you work hard and you make the achievements. You mentioned there that your your mum helps you now with your, your children. And I know you have some young children. So how do you support them with reading? Well, when I get out of school, which as I'm sure teachers know is sometimes a challenge, <laughs> that's, I always just make sure that I'm home. I've got um, a lovely boy who's four months old, William, and another one, Joseph, who's three. And one of my favourite times of the day is just to come home, you know, after bath time's finished and I always take Joseph mm. to bed, read him stories. And I just I just love reading stories. And you can tell he picks up. We have lovely discussions. And that's just our time, the two of us, which I have, which is really special. And I always look forward to it. And as I said, it's funny that you look at it that, but actually it's, it's still that reading. It's nice to, I'm in a year six class, but it's nice to see the reading journey starting at the other end as well. And he's always loved books and he's very inquisitive because of it as well. And, um, and you know, as even there was, when we were having our breakfast this morning, I was, I was wolf and toast down, but he had a big non-fiction book of trucks and was looking at the diggers and uh, speedboat and all of these other sort of big, massive machines and monster trucks. So there's always books around, which is always lovely. And that's what we're oh. talking about this morning. 
amazing getting their interest i know because i i have a nearly two-year-old which i know we've spoken about before and i remember when we had the health visitor and, and, and she said even when they're not months old make sure you read stories to them so it's you know since they're little it's just reading to them that's wonderful so daniel i wanted to ask you how did you get into the Lit in Colour project and publication board? Because one of the things that came out from that is that there were very few texts used in schools that had Black and Asian authors. And it was a really fascinating project. So I just wanted to know how you got involved in it. Yeah, and I think, well, I started doing some, we had some free training in our local authority for Puffin World of Stories. And the reason why I signed up to that was because you got 300 books free. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, everyone loves a freebie. Well, especially if you're a teacher and, and everyone, I'm sure everyone said this obviously, but there's not much money in the budget, but um, exactly. yeah, so we had, um, we sent out loads of books over, over lockdown and we didn't get many of them back after lockdown. Mm. I, my library was looking a little bit sparse. So I jumped at this training for Puffin World of Stories and about, you know, about improving your library, diversifying it and, you know, making sure the books are relevant and up to date. And at the end of the train, there's a little slide about lit in colour, about would you like to, to try and get involved? And you had to just write a little application. Mm -hmm. And for me, our school is, is in a very diverse area. When I joined seven years ago, it was about 90% white British. But now, seven years later, it's about 60 to 55% white British. So the okay. population dynamics is changing. And I'm a white British teacher and all of the stuff are white British too. And mm. so I was, I was quite acutely aware that actually... If we've got a, a you know forty five percent children who who aren't white British from those backgrounds, how are we communicating to them through books and through stories and just in general in the curriculum? How are we providing for them? So I, I was quite keen to apply to join the board of Lit and Cullen, and I managed to get it. And I think that's a really important point, really, that I am white British. I'm talking about this, and if we're going to make any difference to diversify Ian, it should be everybody, not just an individual. It should be it should be everyone trying to do that. Yeah, that's such an important message, isn't it, Daniel, that it's everybody's responsibility. And that's the only way that things can change if everybody's on board as opposed to just a few people. Yeah. So that's that's amazing to hear. Thank you for that. So thinking about Lit in Colour and thinking about diversifying your reading, your curriculum, how has your school benefited from having diversity in reading books? I think that's the the important question, what are the benefits to it for you, for your staff, for your yeah. children? I think it's interesting. We um, we started, like lots of schools now, we have like a, a fully book-based learning curriculum. So you don't go through this, you know, there's awful strategies. You can say, right, we're going to do instructions for three weeks. And yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> so we, we, all of our English plans are now completely linked to a book. And again, you will learn and read a book. So I'm currently doing the Ancient Greeks in my year six class. And we're reading Percy Jackson. And, and it's really, really lovely reading Percy Jackson to the children because they're finding out so much about ancient Greek gods and, and, you know, all of those ideas. You know, when we do World War II, we read Goodnight, Mr. Tom and the Silver Sword. So when you read those books, you learn so much about the topic. And I think there's a real power to learning through stories. And yes. obviously, at the same time, you want people to relate to those people because, you know, Percy Jackson's, you know, a demigod. You know, Harry Potter might be a wizard, but you also want people to relate on a kind of, on their level too. So we've also tried to diversify the curriculum so people can relate to the books that they've read and actually see themselves in books. So we haven't tried to do anything drastic. We've just tried to change a little few bits here and there. So when when teachers have got some spare time or in, lower down when they're choosing different books, they actually have a chance to, to see themselves. So one of the books that we looked at um, in year two was Hair Love, 
uh, by Matthew Cherry and um, a little girl who's not the most enthusiastic of writers, the teacher in, in their class in year two, she, she just looked up and her eyes were ablaze at reading this book. And, <laughs> and um, she was a lovely little girl and she could see, oh, that's how my mum does my hair in the morning. That's how my hair mm. gets sorted. And it was, it was amazing. The teacher was struck because usually she just sits there on the carpet and, you know, engages, but she was fully engaged and in, in animated this book and she could relate to that main character in it. And how her hair gets done, and she said, "Oh, my hair was a bit like this this week, and I'm gonna, it's going to be like that." And you want someone to be passionate and to relate to books, so you've got to try and cover. It. And again, that was just a simple book which the teacher would have been reading for a week and doing a little bit of English with, but you know, that's hooked someone; they'll remember that. It kind of makes children, doesn't it, feel? Um a part of the curriculum as opposed to you know I'm not a part of this curriculum it's something that's so important and touching on what you said there you know looking at things like world war you can look at how different people contributed to the world war yeah. and you know everybody can see themselves or people different to themselves within that so why is diversity an important to you in your school well, as I said it's important to me because because our school is a very diverse community so if you're not if you're not reflecting the school community, then you're not really reflecting that that body of school of people. So I think we we were aware of that, but as I said, we didn't have any issues. I've got any issues in our school. We're a very cohesive group. We have lots of international weeks and everything like that, and we are, we, we do celebrate diversity in our school. But again, you can celebrate and do tokenistic weeks, but actually, it should be more than just those things. It should just be part of the culture. So you should be reading books and also being aware of them. What One of the things that we've done is we've kind of, with the books that we received from Puffin World of Stories, we've kind of tried to, to display more prominently some of those diverse books. And it's been really lovely to see in our library that a lot of those books have been picked up. So books like, you know, the Little Leaders, the, the Bold Women in Black History, that's been picked up and is going out of the library very, very regularly as are, you know, The Extraordinary Life of Malala Youssef and Rosa Parks. And there's a lot of really good little books like that that children have been really interested to find out on and have related to them. And that's not just the, the children who aren't white British, it's, it's the white British children too. So yes. it's, nice, it's nice to just provide people with that curiosity. And again, those same children are still picking up a big book on you know, the skeleton or picking up other nonfiction books, but it's about providing children that opportunity to experience that as well. Um, on top of all the other things that we do. So it's almost enhancing your curriculum. Yeah. It's not in addition to your curriculum. It's embedded throughout your curriculum. And I think that's ultimately, isn't it, what we want yeah. schools to achieve. So how have you made changes to your curriculum then? You talked a little bit there about Malala and different characters, the Little Leaders book, etc. Yeah. But what sorts of changes have you made to your curriculum? So I think I think the most important thing is, is I don't want anyone to panic about making lots of changes because it's it's not necessarily about making huge striking changes. It can just be lots of little things. So one of the first things that we've done in our school is just if you have got those little few weeks spare or anything like that, just to to try and use some of those other aspects in it. So for instance, we've got in my class we've started looking at Joseph Colo poetry, and um, again the poetry there from him is, is absolutely fantastic, and the children have really really enjoyed looking at it. and we had a really nice week doing that poetry now usually i would have might have chosen a different um, author but because i've been aware of those uh, issues of diversity and things i've wanted to try to promote that instead so a lot of the teachers have just been looking through some of the di diverse authors and, and either presenting them sometimes it can just be changing the story that you read at the end of the day to the children or it can be making a whole unit as well but i think it's really about raising awareness and then in empowering teachers to make those changes with the full support of, of the school rather than being saying, you must do this, you must change it. 
Um, so we've just done it in a very encouraging way. And as I said, like that, the little girl in year two, there's been lots of nice little stories of things like that um, throughout the school. So for instance, like Rocket says, look up is now taught in year one. Um, and mm-hmm. again, the children have really, really enjoyed reading that. And again, we've got some really good discussion and re- relate into some of the issues and things that go on in the book with it. You know, the big brother on his phone all the time and, you know, people have been, you know, making comments to, and things like that. So we've done lots of, of, of changes, but not massive changes. I think that's the beauty of primary school, isn't it? You can, mm-hmm. you're empowered to make those changes within it. And as I said, in secondary schools, I think they've got a bit more of a, a task on their hands because of all of the GCSE curriculum books. And, and that's, mm-hmm. that's where a lot of the lit and colour focus has been on as well with, with children higher up in the school. You know, I think only 1% of children have, have read a book of colour on the GCSE text and things. So that's been one of the real thrusts of lit and colour to make sure that diversity is represented higher up the school too. Yeah, so it's not just an add-on, is it? It's part of the curriculum that we, you know, we see different people to us and we see people that are similar to us and we learn from that and that empowers us and it's important and and that you know the example you gave of the little girl and oh that's my hair and you know feeling involved that that's important as well we all want to feel like we're a part of something so thank you for that Daniel that's such a a lovely example yeah, I think there's loads of little examples. Like there's a little girl who's very, very sporty and things, and she's not a tomboy. She's just, you know, she doesn't really like princesses, and she's not yes. really, all of the, the frozen craze as well. And one of the books we received from the Puffin was all about um, about the princess who goes and rescues the prince, and she rides a big motorbike. And um, she said, oh, I love that book. That's what I'd like to be. I don't want to be mm. a princess in Arana Castle. So, again, it's all of those sorts of, you know, you want to see yourself in a book and mm. realise that who you are is perfectly acceptable. And I think um, that's really, really important. As I said, you can you can read something like Harry Potter and, and it might be you're never going to be a wizard ultimately as, as much as you'd like to be. So I think it's important for people to kind of just see themselves in books. Lovely. Thank you for that. How, I mean, you're absolutely on board with this, Daniel, and, you know, you're part of the Lit in Colour board, etc. But the question I want to ask is, how are your staff taking on board all of the recommendations of the Lit in Colour publication? So how have you worked with staff? Because I think sometimes that's something that teachers would find really useful to know about. I think um, with, I, I'm very lucky that the staff at my school are absolutely fantastic and work really hard all the time for the best interest of children. And obviously, one of the dangers in schools is that you get so many different initiatives <laughs> and ideas thrown at you constantly. So I think with all of this, we've just tried to, to do it in a kind of encouragement way. So as I said, the resources for all of the Lit and Colour stuff is really, really easy and accessible. And the best place to start is with, with the Lit and Colour book list. So this staff have kind of... Have, have looked at that, looked at the new books that we've received in the library. As I said, we've, we've spent a lot of time diversifying our library uh, provision. And, and again, teachers like to get recommendations from other teachers. So I've kind of almost been that recommender of books. And so oh, I think your children would really enjoy this book. They'd enjoy that book. And again, they've picked it up and go, actually, yeah, I'm going to read this just as an end of story one. Actually, the children, this is a really good book. I can get a lot from this. I'm going to use this instead. So it's been more of an encouragement rather than a kind of a push. Um, from from my end, but as I said, I'm very lucky that I haven't had to push any of this across because the teachers have been really receptive. And again, if you've got children in the class who are responding, you're going to do that more. And again, we've got experienced teachers. It's nice to kind of change it, the books that you've read rather than reading, you know, the Gruffalo for like the, the 20th time in a row. Or you, know, you want to try and get a, a different book in there too as well. So they've been really, really positive. And I think the main thing with teachers is 
is that you want to you want to have that knowledge things beyond the the world of Roald Dahl and Diary of the Wimpy Kid, and I mm. think I think teachers just need to to know more about books. And as I said, if you can get recommendations um, and follow them, then that that's that's the best way forward. I think. Um, mm, you're talking about the lit and colour reading lists as well. Yeah. I think one of the key things that you'll be aware of from the publication was the fact that children are also reading texts that are actually written by black and Asian authors. Yeah. Why do you think that's important? Have you found anything in your school or from your children? Yeah, that, just, you know? again, again, children have just enjoyed, as I said, we've, we've got a much more of a diverse curriculum and we've, we've displayed in our library lots of different books that were recommended from a whole host of authors and a whole range of authors and again i think that's just showing that everyone can be an author it doesn't just have to be the domain of, of a few people it can be anyone can be an author and anyone can pursue that so for instance you know the boy at the back of the classroom that's another fantastic book that a lot of children have really really enjoyed reading because again it's just let, letting children pick up books like that and enjoy them and relate to them and go i could write something like that too and, and raising their aspirations too no matter who they are Lovely, wonderful. I want to be in your school and then and experience all of your books. Um, so I think just to wrap it up, really, just a, a little bit of a summary. Now, I think you've covered it already, but if you can just encapsulate it for the audience. If somebody hasn't quite started yet, and I know lots of primary schools have started, but if they haven't quite started, what would be your recommendation? So when you first started, I know you talked about the Lit in Colour um, yeah. reading list, but... What, where would you start? Would you do an audit? What What would you do? I think I think the, the first and most important thing is if you're listening to this or you're interested in diversity, is, is that that's the first step um, that mm. you need to acknowledge. As I said, we have a school which where there was only about eight nine percent of people were, were non-white British when I came eight years ago. Now it's nearly forty five percent. So you know, look at your catchment, look at that, and, and even if you have got a majority white British school, it's good to still. You know, prepare them for a world which is a very diverse world, especially if they're secondary schools, it might be different too. So as I said, just try to diversify your, your reading list. There's some really good resources out there. And just have a look around your school library, look at your curriculum and go, actually, I've, I've read this quite a lot. Maybe I might want to choose this book from a, a diverse author. So for instance, I think we're going to probably start using the boy at the back of the classroom in our year four or five class. As the teacher, as I said, is, there's been quite a lot of people who've enjoyed reading that. So start, start with looking around at your library, seeing if you can maybe uh, you know, have some more front-facing books that children pick up rather than having them all up in a uniform row so that you can actually see them and go, oh, that's a new book, and then I'll, be able, I'll pick that up because obviously children won't see them. And, and the second place is just to look at the, the Lit and Colour reading list. It's an incomplete list, which it famously says on the website. So if you just Google <laughs> Lit and Colour reading list, there's loads of resources and ideas on there and loads of really good book recommendations for a whole range. Um, and you may find, again, that, that when you get all of those books together, that you know you might already have some of them, but they might just be squirreled away in the corner. So yeah, it's better true. to look. Um, you know, we have, we have quite a lot of Polish children in our school, and I've, I've started reading The Silver Sword when I do World War II, which is about a group of Polish children trying to find their parents after the perils of World War II. You know, that book is really, really old, and I'm sure... Loads of schools have got the silver sword knocking around their school too. So it's just just looking at and reevaluating the curriculum and doing and not trying to take huge, massive, significant steps because you know you're still going to need to teach you know books that are linked linked to curriculum things and, and everything as well. But it's it's just weaving it in there in the way that you know we've weaved in Joseph Colo's poetry in year six, for instance. 
Yeah, lovely. I just think that message is so important, isn't it, for schools to embed it into your curriculum. It's not an additional, but it's about everybody you know, feeling represented. And and what I found really key from what you just said was that even if your school is not diverse, you're preparing them for that wider world. And I think that's such an important message. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, we do do things in our school, like we do have an international, which I'm sure a lot of schools will do as well. And, 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 you know, those activities are all really good and we we still want to continue those, but I think it's just got to be more than those sorts of weeks. It's got to be you know, from, from what the staff are saying. And again, and, and just having that dialogue, because I think it should be for everyone in Britain to talk about. And, and only through that way will will it become um, something that um, that works. As I said, I'm on the board for Lit in Colour and I'm a white British male, but that's exactly what it should all be about. It should be for everybody to talk about to, to make that change. Wonderful. I think that's amazing and such a key message. It's everybody's business. Daniel, you've been absolutely fantastic. I've really enjoyed learning about your school, the texts that you've used, um, the way you've developed your curriculum, the way your staff are on board. Just a final question for you. (laughs) Final question. Um, So from all the range of diverse texts that you've been using um, in your school, what would you say was your favourite? It might be one that you do in your class or one that you've seen. So your favourite book that you've introduced. It's, it's interesting. Mine, mine's always been, uh, I love The Silver Sword by Ian Surrey. That's, that's a book that I always absolutely love reading. But um, I'm currently reading um, The Boy at the Back of the Classroom. And yes. I really, really, um, as I said, I'm about three quarters of the way through that. So I'm, I'm reading that independently. And I'm really, really enjoying that one. So that could be a new leader. But I, really <laughs> do, I do also really like Rocket Says Look Up by Nathan Bryan as well. And I love the illustrations by Dapo Adiola too. And um, that was quite a popular one for our World Book Day dressing up as well. I had lots of orange tracksuits and things and the big glasses and things. So, and there's a nice little poster in our library of that. So a lot of children have, have enjoyed that book too. So that's my kind of key stage one book. Boy, the back yeah. of the is a, a new contender for Key Stage 2. So I actually p- purchased Look Up for a friend's little daughter who was in yeah. year one. And the mum said her face lit up and she said, mummy, mummy, the little girl looks like me. And she was so happy. And, and you know, and, that, and that's what we want, that the children yeah. feel represented. Oh, yeah. well, you've been amazing, Daniel. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this diversifying reading podcast from Oxford Education in association with Lit in Colour. Visit www.oup.com education podcasts for links to relevant resources and to discover more episodes.